Okay, hello out there in podcast land. Welcome to the We Do Podcast. I'm Luke. And I'm Megan. Thanks for joining us. So we have a little something different for you today. We got a little overexcited. Oh, this one is good. Uh, and so this today's episode is actually half of an episode. Well, it's full in terms of time, how long you're going to listen to it, but we just got on a real roll. We were talking and talking and talk, talking, so we ended up having to split this one into two pieces. So what you're going to hear today is the first half of our wedding parties episode, and we mean that in every sense of the word. Word? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wedding parties in terms of like actual parties, showers, bachelor, bachelorette parties etc the people the festivities we get on a real roll when we start talking about the festivities so make sure you stick around to uh, part two of wedding party episode We do the wedding podcast with Megan and Luke coming at you from the Brooklyn Public Library. All right, today we are talking about wedding parties. Have you ever been a groomsman? I've never been a groomsman. Really? Yes. What do you think is involved? Like, if you were, if you were to uh, get invited tomorrow, what what do you think you would have to do? I think the number one priority is if the groom dies then you have to marry you have to marry the woman. The, the full house rule. Yeah. Yeah, if the if the groom gets trapped in a tomato truck after skydiving, yeah. you have to marry the woman. Obviously. And that's how it goes. It's also a Women's World um, plot line. They go back in time. Corey is uh, thought to be killed in World War World War Two. And so Sean has to marry Topanga. Yeah. That's... And then Corey comes back as like a French painter. He's lost his memory. That's, yeah, that's the point of it, right? Yeah. That's that's what being in a wedding party is like. Mm-hmm. I've been a bridesmaid how many times? I want to say twice. I think I have two bridesmaids dresses in my closet. So I'm going to say that means I've been a bridesmaid twice. Okay. And uh, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of emotional baggage that comes along with it. Um, there's a lot of uh, fretting when you're not chosen to be in someone's wedding party. So hopefully we'll uh, get into some of that stuff. Oh sure, maybe I haven't been in one because nobody likes me. Oh, I like you. You can I be remember, at my wedding party. I remember as a kid, uh, I did not. I the 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 moment that I realized that I had not been invited to any bar mitzvahs. Aww. <laughs> I didn't know what a bar mitzvah was until I went to college, so if that makes you feel any better. I've never been to one still. I, yes, also, I've still never been to one either. So if someone out there is having a bar or bat mitzvah, we are uh, available. Okay. We're great dancers. Uh, we love themes, so I think it's really up our alley. Yeah. you got to put me at a good table. <laughs> Is that like a status thing? You have to be at a good table? Oh, and uh, it's the same as weddings where like the tables are themed. Oh, interesting. I like yeah. it. Okay, let's get on topic. So, how do you pick a good wedding party? 
How do you know if you should have a wedding party? I think is the first question. Because you don't have to have like bridesmaids and groomsmen and stuff. Right, you don't have to have them. Uh, it certainly seems like an unnecessary thing if you're having a wedding uh, very far away or uh, you're like eloping in a in a national park or something. Yeah. It doesn't seem necessary to have a lot of them. You might have one, you might have none. Uh, it, I, I guess it kind of correlates with the number of people you're inviting, the how big the yeah how big you want the party to be that kind of goes with it. Yeah, so you're having like a 500 person wedding, which you might have 100. No, that would be silly. Oh, it's not five to one. No, no. I think it's maybe like 10 to one. Okay. I don't know if you have a good ratio out there for us. I would say like 100 people. Typically, I would say the the bridal party would be like three on each side. Uh huh. And then kind of like scale up from there. Who knows? Scale but, up depending on how popular you are. Yeah. And how many people you're going to offend if you don't invite people. Uh, so I have two sisters. So my bridal party is five people. I have three friends and I have two sisters in the bridal party. And for me, that was like a pretty, it was a relatively easy group to figure out who I wanted to be up there in, in my, I don't like calling them bridesmaids. I think that's such an antiquated patriarchal term. So I'm calling them my squad. Who wants to be in my squad? Uh, but I don't have a maid of honor. And I think that, well, I don't have an official maid of honor, I should say. Um, I have like an unofficial sister maid of honor, but no one like, she's not going to wear like a different color dress or something. Mm -hmm. I uh, I have a bachelor party. It's called a bachelor party. Uh, but none of them are a best man because I don't feel that any of them are bester than any of the rest of them. I feel that the kind of the point of it is to be a planner, like the chief, the chief planner, so that the groom doesn't really have to plan anything, I guess. But. Uh, I am a planner in general, and I would just end up like bothering this person too much, and I would probably like I'm probably gonna do a lot of it myself. Also, I don't feel like there's a lot to do on uh, on the meal side. Well, I mean, there's like the bachelor party. There's getting you drunk on the day of. These are not hard things. Yeah, so. there's a lot more on the lady side. And those are also like things that, uh, like organizing travel and stuff is like stuff that I do. So, like, it's not necessarily a huge deal to have somebody else do it for me. So I think that's that's key if you're out there thinking about who you want to be in your wedding party or whether or not you want to have a wedding party is figure out what the purpose of it is. Because traditionally the purpose was to, um, I don't know, like support you on the day of, to wait on you hand and foot. That's sort of how I always kind of pictured it. Like they fawn all over you and you know, you're a helpless baby and they, you know, do everything for you. But if you don't need that, Luke and I are just like two competent adult human beings who uh, are perfectly capable of playing everything ourselves. So I don't need a maid of honor who is going to like 
spearhead the effort to like do all the planning for my wedding. I need a maid of honor who's going to be like, here is a beer, sit down, calm down. Like you don't need a million lists. Like you're going to be okay. That's what I need out of my wedding party is people who are going to like bring me back down to earth and make sure that I have fun. Do you think it's the most important to say like, these are the people that you're, uh, these are the people that you're seeing the most? Oh yeah, absolutely. So it, I don't, I don't know about everyone else out there, but I think in the weddings that I've been a part of, um, the events like leading up to the day, I've gotten to hang out with the couple or the bride in my case um, a lot before the actual day. And as a bridesmaid. Yeah, as a bridesmaid. And we've deepened our friendships for sure. Um, and then on the day, like, especially if you're having a somewhat larger wedding, you know, anyone over 100 people, it's, you don't get to spend, the bride and the groom don't get to spend a lot of time with their guests, but you're spending a lot of time with your bridal party. You're getting ready together, you know, right before the ceremony, during the ceremony, like the, the whole day is spent with this very select group of people. So I think it's super important to think about who do you want to spend that time with? Who is going to make that part of the day, who's going to make your wedding better? Whose presence will you enjoy the most? So you don't want to pick like stressful people or like people that are going to bring you down or it, that stuff can be just too much. Get rid of the drama. Uh, how do you, this, you, so you've been in other people's weddings, I have not. How do you decide, uh, is everyone that had you in their wedding, are they in your party? No. Tell me more. So, I was in my cousin's wedding, she's not in my wedding party. Um, I don't know, it, it's like a weird sort of awkward situation where you're not sure if it's sort of implicit that you'll return the favor. Um, but in my case, I was sort of hesitant. Initially, I thought it would just be my two sisters, but then you wanted a ton of groom's people, batches. I have uh, six. Yeah, and I have five, which we can talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. Uneven numbers. People are just like very shocked. So yeah, I wasn't even sure if I wanted anyone more than just my two sisters, but I felt like in, with so many people on your side, like I wanted to include some of my friends then. I didn't necessarily need like, I don't need everyone that's ever included me in their bridal party. Like I can just imagine if we got married five years later, if we got married five years from now, how many people would I like have to have in my wedding party if they had me in there, uh -huh. you know? So it can cause some drama and it can cause some stress depending on who the people are. But I am firmly in the corner of like, you should not hand out courtesy invites into your wedding party. Maybe to your wedding, but like these are people you're going to have to spend a lot of time and energy on. So don't, don't be uh, inviting people they don't actually want to spend time with. I guess it is a, there is a timing function because if you're the, like, if you're in a group of friends and you're the first one that gets married, then like, is everybody going to have you in their party? Because, yeah. like, you had them because you were first, you know? Yeah. And like, uh, you know, we're, I'm in my late twenties, you're in your early thirties. And as you get older too, like I have friends who've gotten married in their mid thirties 
you know, people, people sort of like die down their enthusiasm. Like it gets stretched so thin over these years when we go to five, six weddings a year, you're in a million weddings. And so you get to sort of the end of the road and you're like, oh, I have to be a bridesmaid for my friend. I've been in like 20 weddings at this point. I've gone to so many showers, like I'm just burnt out. And so then that friend kind of like loses out. Like the later you get married, the more likely it is that you invite someone to be in your bridal party and they say no. Just like the ultimate, like, I won't play with you at the playground. That's a real slap on the face. I mean, I think there are, there are definitely good reasons to say no. Sure. Like uh, monetarily, it's very expensive to be in someone's wedding party. Mm-hmm. Uh, timing. Uh, you know, you got other stuff going on in your life. Maybe you got some personal issues or family issues or what have you. There's plenty of good reasons to say no, but like, it still hurts. I didn't have anyone say no, just for everyone out there. <laughs> I, my friends like me. No, I mean, <laughs> it's just like, they, you know, it's sad. Yeah. I didn't have anybody say no either. It would make me really sad if they did say no. I hear that. My, the, so the priority that I decided to put on it was uh, I have six people uh, so four of them are people that I lived with in college and so they're like basically my closest friends uh, I have my closest friend from living in New York basically like outside of those people and uh, you know did you forget the rest of the people that are in your wedding party? A sixth one. <laughs> a sixth one to be named. I know there are six. Sure. Uh, and the, the like picking them, basically you decide on uh, or what made sense when we were discussing it, you and me, was uh, to pick people that are the people you want to spend the most time with leading up to and during wedding because you're going to be out socializing with everyone. Somebody asked us the other day if we were going to have a sweetheart table and I said it doesn't make any sense to have a sweetheart table. We're not going to be at it. The whole time, the whole wedding, we're just going to be like circulating between all these people and especially the more people you have, the more, you know, visits you're making, you're doing the rounds to see everybody and the people in your party are the people that are the ones that you're going to spend a little bit more time with, not just the, like, going around and... Yeah, not just the initial, hi, thanks for coming. The share of time that you're spreading out for everybody. I think it's also, we're both introverts, and so we both prefer sort of smaller uh, situations, smaller social situations. Yeah. So, like, I'm really looking forward to the whole, like, getting ready time period and, like, the day before the rehearsal dinner time period because that is going to be like a fun hangout, whereas like it's a little bit more high stakes and a little bit more stressful, even though it's going to be all people that I love and people that I'm excited to see. Um, it's not going, it's going to be drain my energy to be around so many people at the wedding itself. And so I'm, I'm excited about these smaller parts with my really good friends and family. My best, my best non-roommate friend from college. That's who was excellent. <laughs> Did you just, you didn't write them down? Uh, while you were while you were talking, I was counting them off. In my mind. <laughs> we need to like create like a little uh, cheat sheet for you, so you remember who's in there. So I have I have six, and you have five. Yeah. Uh, that seems very strange to most people. 
I know. It doesn't seem strange to me at all, but everyone else is scandalized. Everyone else meeting my, my family. <laughs> I, I feel that it does not matter because uh, the only thing that's weird about it is that uh, pictures look imbalanced because it's not symmetrical. And that doesn't seem like a huge priority to me. Yeah. Also, we're not, I don't want a million pictures of like uh, all of us posed together with our bridal party, so I don't care. But, yeah, uh, everybody's like, but how are they going to walk in? As if, like, you don't get legs unless you have a, a an escort. Yeah. They just cut your legs off. You can't get it. It's <laughs> a little-known fact about America is you can't get in without an equal number of men and women. Yeah. That's how it works. Ellis Island. Look it up. <laughs> um. So what do you think about the whole, like, gender paradigm? In the U.S., at least, like, it's very uh, uncommon to have mixed-gender bridal parties where, like, the bride has mixed-gender people on her side and the groom has mixed-gender people on his side or what have you. Right. Uh, I don't think it's a big deal. I think you should, I think you should have your best friends, and I think, both, hopefully, those people overlap with being the people who you want to spend the most time with on the day of your wedding. And, and the least stressful people. The third, yeah, the third quality is people who can uh, deal with problems during the wedding the best. So things are, no matter how well you're planning, things are always going to go wrong and you're going to need help. You're going to need to be in several places at once. And I want people around me that are going to be able to at least help me feel better about it, if not be able to actually help. And so that was, those are the three sort of criteria that I was looking at. Hopefully, most of those are the same people. Yeah. Uh, and but their gender should not come into play on that. Right. If they're, if they're, if you have a, if you grew up and a lot of your friends are the opposite gender, and those are the people who are going to make you feel the best, then I don't think it's a big deal. I feel like a, a lot of same-sex weddings um, have uh, mixed-gender wedding parties, and that has sort of, like, trickled out into heteronormative weddings. Mm -hmm. I feel like before that, it wasn't popular at all to have anyone that wasn't the, the right gender oh, sure. on very, your side. Very peculiar. Yeah. In the past. Like, people would be, be suspicious if you have, some, like you're, you have something to hide. Yeah. And, or, even worse, like, let's say uh, one of my guy friends I wanted to stand up with me, they would make the guy stand with the other men in the, like, groom's party, mm. even though they're actually, like, there to support the bride, which I think is even stranger. Like, I guess maybe, I don't know. The, maybe the assumption is that, like, you're sleeping with that guy on the side. Yeah. I mean, I think there's oh, a... so it's not a maybe. Well, That's I think, I think that there's a lot of, like... Uh, chatter about it. People are like, what could possibly be going on? One, is this guy gay? Which, like, what does that have to do with anything? Mm -hmm. Two, well, like, maybe they're, maybe they're sleeping together. Three, like, what, uh, it, what is the bride, quote-unquote, trying to say uh -huh. about this? Like, is she just trying to, like, ruffle people's feathers? As if, like, that was the, like, whole purpose of asking a specific person. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just... It kind of baffles me, but I guess I'm a 21st century lady. Yeah, 
I I don't I don't see the I don't see the problem with it. Like in this, there's a common theme in the stuff that we say, which is sort of like uh, there's a kind of an abstract description of the of the qualities you want. So if it's where you're going to have your wedding or what kind of people are in it, then uh, my sort of descriptions are people that I have history with that I like that can that can deal with me. And so, like, that's I don't why know, you're marrying me. Whatever, whoever those people are, those are the people. It doesn't matter if they're dudes or ladies or gender non-conforming. Sure. Speaking of gender non-conforming outfits, I know that's a weird segue, but uh, I was reading some stuff on the interwebs about uh, ladies wearing suits to weddings. Uh-huh. Uh, like, you can have your uh, not just your your brides and your grooms wear pants. You can also have the people in your wedding party wear pants, and I think that is a great idea. And I absolutely 100% want my uh, squad to wear jumpsuits, and my squad 100% does not want to wear jumpsuits. So I'm in a real pickle here. I don't know what to do. Are you going to make them? Well, I don't think I'm going to make them because their problem with jumpsuits is the same problem and reason why I don't wear jumpsuits, which is it, they look terrible on my body. Uh-huh. But the idea of them, I love them so much. I love looking at them online and going, ugh, if only I was like six inches taller, I could wear this jumpsuit. Mm. But Jumpsuits are tough. So it might just be a, it might just be an aspirational thing. I might end up having my ladies wear dresses, but... If you're out there and if you had jumpsuits either uh, as a bride or you had your bridesmaids wear jumpsuits or if pants were involved in your wedding in any non-traditional way, let us know. Send us some pics. I'm trying not to, like, put too much thought into it, really. What do you mean? <laughs> like, I'm, if they match, then that's great. If they don't match, as long as it's not ugly, it doesn't really. You mean, like, uh, everybody in your party wearing like suits and they can just wear whatever suit they own well i think the simplest thing is everyone wears the same thing which is what the sort of establishment the like uh culture tells you is what you're supposed to do that's what the man's wedding has in it (laughs) uh and that's like the simplest and i this is a low priority for me that it's very personalized in any kind of way uh, so they probably will, I'll probably set up a rental thing and we'll have the same colors and they'll all wear at least similar stuff. But if I cared more and like, and therefore had more interest in putting more time and energy into it, then it would be, I would also be fine with everyone wearing different stuff that still like kind of went together. Yeah. Like a cohesive look. Uh-huh. That's sort of, I feel like I'm in the same vein for my ladies, because, like, fashion is very low on my list of priorities. So, like, I uh, I only mildly care about what I'm wearing, so that kind of tells you, like, what how much I care about what my bridesmaids are wearing. So I'm fine with them wearing, each one wears something different, or they all wear the same thing, or they all wear variations on the same thing. I have one really nice suit, and I am, like, Pretty borderline. I could just wear that. You should wear that. That's a good suit. Yeah. So, did you know? I don't know if you knew this already. 
wearing matching bridesmaids dresses is like a uniquely like American Western custom. Other people don't do it. So I have a friend who was a bridesmaid in a wedding uh, from, she was from the U.S. Her now husband uh, is from the Netherlands. And uh, in the Netherlands, nobody wears matching bridesmaid dresses. I don't even think they like coordinate. It's just like generally you just wear something nice like a guest. Okay. Uh, and so the wedding that they did their wedding in St. Martin, and which is like a Dutch Caribbean island. Yeah. Um, beautiful. It is beautiful. So at that wedding, so they did a lot of like traditions from the Netherlands, and then they did a couple of things to like tip the hat to American traditions. So one of those things was that they had matching bridesmaids dresses. All the Dutch guests were very like they they laughed about it. They thought it was the weirdest. Yeah. You want to know some other things about Dutch weddings? Now that I, now that I'm already in there. All right. Surprises are a big thing. Oh no. Yes. I don't like that. So they did a surprise theme for the wedding. I don't know what that means. It means that oh, like, the guests showed up and it was a surprise. What the theme was? It was a surprise to the or bride was and the groom. Theme surprises. No, the, it was a surprise to the bride and groom. So oh. the the bridal party and the groomsmen like did like a whole like theme thing. I don't remember what it was like disco or something. And they like put all these decorations up. Craziness. My uh, my nightmare would be if the theme of the wedding was surprises. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just uh, things shooting out at you all the time. Uh, lots of lots of noise yeah. and explosions. I would have an anxiety attack, I think. So that's that's one like sort of weird bridesmaids tradition. And in they other cultures, they uh, they wear matching outfits, but everything is bought and paid for by the couple. So like, you want to have twenty groomsmen, like you're gonna buy all of their suits and all their shoes and their socks and maybe their underwear. And like, so know, they're still picking that all of them look the same. Yeah, but it's not like, oh, you know, I'm my bridesmaids have to put the bill for them. their hair and their makeup and everything. So it's like a, right. it's like a little yeah, that is one of the, that is one of the burdens. Is like if you're asking someone to do this, it's sort of like you're uh, in you're indicating that they're a certain level of closeness to you, but you're also asking them to take on a lot of Money. Cost yeah. and uh, hassle. Yeah. And, I mean, we're trying to minimize those costs and those hassles as much as possible, but it's a challenge. Okay, hold that thought. We are going to be stopping here, and we're going to pick up with part two next week. I know everyone is uh, holding your breath. You're on the edge of your seat. It's a real cliffhanger here, but uh, trust me, it's worth the wait. We're all experts now on how to pick your your wedding parties, all the people in your team, your squad, your your You don't need to recap the episode. They got it. Alright, alright. Sorry. Bye.